0: This is the EVP Podcast. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Beaker. I'm Ghosty. I'm DVO. Okay, good. We got that out of the way. (laughs) Did it right this time? Yeah, we did. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of people that uh, commented on our last episode. On the, the moon landing, I had one person try to tell me that there was video evidence of Walt Disney faking the moon landing in 1955, uh, and then I found out it's, it's actually when Tomorrowland opened.
1: Did he believe that Probably. Steven Spielberg really killed that triceratops? Probably. That Steven Spielberg posed with during
2: the Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah. filmings? can't believe they just let him kill dinosaurs like that. I can't believe
0: it. Who yeah. gave him license
2: a, for that gun. Such majestic creatures.
0: There there was a ride in Tomorrowland when Disneyland first opened that uh, was a rocket simulation of flying to the moon and back. And that's why Should I I sing? Walt Disney. Fly don't to No, no, you shouldn't. Haters. <laughs> You're right. We you know what? We we actually had a listener email us with some stories. Do you want Step up
1: you? my voice, how good it was at the Alright, I believe it. Like, oh his voice sent me to
0: the moon. <laughs> and back. Did angels join the studio? <laughs> A choir of Angels. Yes. A choir of Angels.
1: So, is that the same company you're, you're speaking of? Uh, or another one?
0: No, they shared stories with us.
1: Ooh, I love a good story.
0: About UFOs and ghosts. They're real. All of it's they real. Are, all of it's real. Okay. She did mention, so she emailed us uh, about our Area 51 episode. Okay. With the uh, the former FBI was it FBI agent that <coughs> yes. worked at Area 51. Um, we did play an EVP at the beginning of that episode that was sent to us by listener John. If you remember that one, yes.
2: Yep.
0: We didn't know what it said.
1: But that was at um, Area 51.
0: Well, that was um, a, that was at the beginning of that episode, of right. the Area 51 episode. But it was we played that the EVP from Asylum 49, 49 that John sent us. We didn't know what it said. She said what she thought it said. I went back and listened, and I can hear that. And it might just be because she mentioned it, but, uh, stop crying, stop, stop crying. And I went back and listened to it and that was now it uh, sounds, that's that's what it sounds like now. So, um, she actually sent us a couple stories, one with UFOs.
1: And then real quick, that was episode 66 insane asylum 49. If you want to go back and listen
0: if you want to hear the EVP, you want to listen to 67, the former FBI agent at Area Oh, you're right. Yes. Um, so when she was young, when she was a baby, about one or two years old, uh, they were driving. Her mom was taking her to a USAF friends and family event to see Santa. Um, they spotted a UFO over the flight line of Kelly Air Force Base, and they pulled over with a handful of other people that had also pulled over. Uh, she she now has I guess her mom her mom's 81 and listens to our show I think that's awesome that
2: is um,
0: nice they they she's she's a doorjass driver and she takes her mom with her and they listen to our show while they're out doing deliveries nice. I think it's really cool best way to drive so her mom's 81 she has Alzheimer's now uh, she doesn't so she doesn't remember all the details but um, our listener did hear this story a lot growing up from her mom so she knows she knows it quite well. Um, the, the ranking officer at the time uh, at the base was called to the base and was told that there was nothing in the area, that they weren't actually seeing anything. Um, and he was also told to report to the base immediately and was questioned for hours. And then he was told that neither he nor his mom had seen anything and that his pension was at stake if he had spoken of it.
1: Wait, we saw alien? No, you didn't. We saw UFO. No. Nope, you did not. The uh, <laughs>
2: pension says you didn't. Pretty much. Your pension says you didn't. You <laughs> <we> saw nothing. <laughs>
0: Um. Her her mom tried several times to get him to talk about it, and he straight up refused to speak about it ever again. Um. She said they also lived in Phoenix for a little bit and saw a few in the nineteen seventies, but no one would ever say it was anything other than a weather balloon. Like always, a weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. That was her UFO experience. Okay. Um. She did have a paranormal experience as well, and this one was at her grand parents house in new york mm-hmm. in brooklyn um so it was before she was born actually there was a you know, a spirit in her grandparents home that she says was a little pissy and it took it out on her great-grandmother and uh it got to the point where her great-grandmother was being shoved but wow uh, at the top of the stairs but it wasn't like severely shoved she wasn't like being like push down the stairs or anything, just kind of like, I guess, light pushes. Some nudges. Some nudges. Um, so they decided to go to their local church, and they got a blessing on the home. Now, apparently, this young priest that came in to bless the home wasn't happy about the situation, did not want to be there, so he half asked this this uh, blessing on the home. He just kind of went around, uh, sprinkled a little bit of holy water here and there, and just called it good. Right? Mm. Uh, so I forget guess, about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Uh, I guess this really pissed off the spirit to the point to where um, that night, the her great-grandmother was actually shoved so hard down the stairs that she ended up with cuts and bruises. Oh, wow. Um, so the pastor ended up coming back, or the pastor came, and said the young priest, and he blessed the house. Um, and he did it the right way, starting with the basement. And I don't know, we've done house cleansings. Basically, you want to start with one area, and work your way to, like, the front door. So you want to, like, kind of clear every room and then send all the energy out the front door. So this pastor did it the proper way. He um, started in the basement, and the basement always scared the crap out of her when she was growing up. She's convinced that it's haunted by a lady that used to live there before grandparents that was supposedly, uh, went to visit uh, her mom or someone there. They got into an argument, and she thinks this lady might have been put in the walls oh shit yeah she thinks she was buried at the bottom of the, the basement stairs in the walls um, and then he works his way up he did the, the cleansing the proper way uh, he got to the second floor he blessed all the bedrooms yeah. the bathroom and he got to the hallway there and there was like a little noise of the the transom lifted which is, I guess is the cover on skylight and then it slammed down really hard and then after that no more incidences nothing else happened Wow, pretty cool. So, wow. thank you for sharing your stories. This listener, they they found us somehow. We're not sure yet, but uh, they live in Jersey.
1: Yeah, cause we're trying to hide. So, how are you finding us? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I
0: think that's really cool that they reached out to us and then shared their stories with us.
1: Thank you for listening. Yeah, I'm not surprised actually, but because oh, we're no, famous,
0: we, we do get quite a bit of submissions, and we'll uh, we share them when we get a chance. So we shared this one. Because this actually just came in yesterday. Um, but this week More spooks. More spooks, more spirits, more eerie, creepy stuff. Wow. Wow. We're going back to Japan. I like to pick Japan. Going
1: back? When did we go to Japan before?
0: Uh when we talked about the suicide force.
2: We did. Yeah. So, so, we're, so, going a,
0: so we're going, going back to Japan. We're going back to Japan. This time right around March eleventh. 2011 311 eleven 31111 I think it was like 245 in the afternoon there was ready. if you don't know if you didn't know this already there was a, a like depending on what website you're reading anywhere from an 8 point8 8 to a 9 point1 earthquake uh,
1: significant I've heard
0: very it, I guess it's the the largest that Japan has ever seen the fourth largest earthquake in the world from what I understand mm. um, recorded earthquake. And I believe this happened about 26 miles below sea level. And I know there's there's several videos you can find online of this earthquake going on for like five six minutes. like it was not a short earthquake. I oh, think wow. I read somewhere it was like a half an hour, but I don't know if that's accurate Wow um, I could I know it's like five six minutes this earthquake um, here in Utah we had one last year. It was only like a what 4.8 It was only only. <laughs>
2: yeah, and it probably lasted to 10 seconds yeah
0: it wasn't very long do you remember what you were doing and yeah like?
2: I do it was it was funny <laughs> so I was laying in bed and kind of like
0: because yeah, this happened like 5 or 6 in the morning
2: yeah and I was kind of half asleep uh, and I was just I was tossing and turning I was doing something I was moving and as I was moving is when it was happening and I thought I I thought I was doing something whatever was happening I thought I just did it I was like oh shit I broke my bed
1: <laughs> do you remember it
2: yeah, I was actually laying in
1: bed at the time. My baby was a she was a newborn at the time, and uh, it started going off. I kind of felt it before it happened, kind of like a you know like dogs start barking before it happens. Kind of helped. I I kind of heard or felt it coming beforehand. And I was like, "What the heck is that?" Then right away, the shaking started happening, and I went to uh, like panic mode because I had a newborn baby with me in the bed, and I just do freeze just up. Froze. Yeah, because I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" Like. If the, whole, if the earth opened up and created a hole and swallowed me, there's, there's nothing I can do. I felt really helpless, actually. Is
0: this? this is two years ago, right? Two years two ago. Two years
1: ago. Where were you?
0: I was sleeping. My bed started shaking. And for some reason, my first thought was it was a ghost shaking my bed. And I literally yelled out, stop it. I'm trying to sleep. And then when I heard the belts in my closet shaking, I was like, oh, this is an earthquake. <laughs> 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 um, and then it stopped. I went back to bed. But th- So that earthquake for us was, what maybe 20 25 miles away from where we live I mean, not for me you like were like from... you' were a lot closer than I was so I mean it was a fairly big earthquake and it was felt pretty much throughout this whole Salt Lake Valley so this earthquake like I said was huge this one was felt like 250 miles away yeah. like in in Tokyo so this where this earthquake happened like I don't know the name of the city it's I'm I, would read it, but I'd, I know i would mispronounce the crap out of it, <laughs> but 250 miles away in Tokyo, they felt this earthquake. And, uh, when the earthquake happened, uh, the, the emergency people, they knew exactly what to do. They had been trained for this. So they set off the tsunami warning. Um, I believe the tsunami showed up about an hour after the earthquake and they hadn't completely evacuated the city yet. Tohoku. See. Tohoku? Tohoku.
2: Yeah. Um, so they had the warnings that a tsunami was coming for an hour. Yes. Okay. They knew once the
1: earthquake happened, a tsunami was coming. They it, was, knew, it was inevitable. Yeah. Like, plan for it. It's going to happen.
0: They didn't. So they planned for the tsunami. They knew it was going to happen. They didn't know how big it was going to be. So this this tsunami was... So most of them, I guess roughly around 45 feet and the tsunami if you don't know it's more or less a, just a huge giant wave coming in. Wall of water. Wall of water. So I guess normally they're, you're looking about 40-45 feet somewhere in there. Um, this so huge. This, yeah it's huge. This one was 130 feet about 131 feet tall Jeez. at the, it's highest.
1: Hawaii just had a bunch of uh, big waves from a storm I believe. I don't know how high those were but they were going over like apartment buildings.
0: Really? So,
2: yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. So, yeah. to put
0: this into kind of context, I looked it up to see about how tall 131 feet was, other than 131 feet. Um, it's about a 13 story building. Jeez. So, a building that's got 13 floors. When you hit that 13th floor, that's about how tall this tsunami was. Um, I also showed you that picture a yeah. little bit ago of the Genghis Khan statue. Yep. Genghis Khan. Not Kong. Um. <laughs> That was also one hundred and thirty-one feet, and that's just from the picture alone. That statue looks huge. So I mean, this massive wall of water is coming, and people, even with that hour, they didn't have enough time to get away from this thing because it was just so. So, large. so you
1: guys, this is Hawaii. It's going over these apartments, these two-story apartments. The waves were going over it. So okay, Damn. so you
0: got two stories there. Yeah. This the the Japanese tsunami was thirteen thirteen stories. Jeez.
2: And that's scary right there. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty scary. <laughs> like two stories, wave, two stories tall? Shit, yeah. That's crazy. I don't no. know. Yeah.
0: Shit. That is, yeah, just two, two... That's a two story. Two stories. No, that's, six that's times that. Yeah. Oh, pretty my much. goodness. Um, And so, as this came in, it was just wiping things out. Like, it was just destroying everything in its path. Watching the videos... Uh, on that netflix the unsolved mysteries um it it was obviously moving cars that's to be expected but it was it It was was taking houses houses. it uprooted houses and it was taking houses down
1: i remember watching videos of it months afterwards so like this you know within the same year months afterwards and seeing the seeing the flow and how how it's it's it looks like on a camera how slow it's moving because you know things are just slowly getting moved. there. Was floating there was floating. Things on top. are floating, but really, it's probably coming fast. You know, it's coming fast at it. If you were there, like in the street, watching, there it, was no way to outrun that. That's no, for damn
2: sure. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's eerie. Yeah, that would be. And it's creepy. just like houses and cars and debris and just black mud just rolling at you. Yeah. And you know, if that hits you, you're you're getting tucked into that, and you're you're
0: done well one of the guys that actually said he got hit by it in the in that uh, episode he didn't it, everything was just spinning he didn't know which way was up he just kind of picked away the thought was up and started swimming towards it trying to get out of this this wall of water that came at him I don't think he got caught in the big part of the tsunami but still like he was being swept away he didn't know which way he was going and uh, he ended up surviving I think he was one of the ones that set off the the alarm to let people know to evacuate Um But it was just crazy. There's, like, no way that they could have prepared for something like that.
1: So the moral of the story is, if you hear the tsunami warnings, get out of Dodge. And that's the Higher ground. That's the ground. All right. Well, thanks, (laughs) guys. (laughs) Thanks for showing up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So nearly 20,000 people were... Killed. It's more than 15,000 people were killed.
2: Like 15,000 confirmed dead and like over, almost 3,000 still missing. missing still yeah. missing to this day. So you think there
1: might be a little bit of some uh, wandering spirits from that, right? A little lot of it.
0: <laughs> Only some. Okay. Only 13, actually. I that we no know idea. of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Going down the list real quick of kind of like some of the spirits they talked about, or some of the the incidences they talked about of what happening. Uh, well, in the and that, that's the point of this episode, right? We're oh talk yeah, about so we're talking the about the spirits <laughs> of the the paranormal activity that people were having after the tsunami occurred.
1: Because that's it's a, a significant amount of deaths, so you you've got to assume there's going to be some residual hauntings or effects happening uh, with people that were one minute just walking down the street, next minute swept up in a wall of water and gone.
0: And I think we talked about it a little bit on the uh, the Suicide Force episode. Um, Japan looks at death a lot different than we do here in the U.S. Um, they just see it, like, as kind of just walking through, like, one of those thin paper doors they have in their houses. Right, so right. So it's, it's not like... They they don't really have a grieving process similar to what we do. I don't know if they do bereavement or not. I know they don't have. One of the guys was talking about that they don't really do like the grief counselors. Mm. They don't they don't grieve the same way that Americans do. Well, they accept
2: do. it, right? Like they it, just kind of it's, it's going it. to happen.
0: I think what was frustrating for a lot of people is it's customary to cremate the dead in Japan, in Japan. and because the nuclear power plant was knocked out, they had meaning no, power. no
1: incinerator. Yep,
0: they had no power to power the incinerator. So and there's also probably
1: a massive amount at once.
0: Yes. So they were.
2: That was the name of that wall, that paper wall, shoji.
0: Shoji, yes, that's right. They did say that in there. I just forgot. Yeah. So yeah, shoji. It's just a, it's just a, a door between rooms in a Japanese home that, it's just paper and it's thin and see-through. That's kind of like the veil. If
2: yeah, that's what they consider like kind of they like, like the veil. It, it, yeah, they just you could see the out. Like you could still see through it and see that they're there.
0: Yes. Um, so. Yeah, they have a whole different look on spirituality. They're not an extremely religious country. Um, they just look at death differently than most other places do. And Japanese um, are pretty smart. They are. So yeah, they don't they don't grieve the same way we do. Like I said, the hardest thing was they they had to bury their dead, which is not customary. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally got the power working again, it was just difficult for people to see like all these bodies now being dug back up. So they can be taken to the uh, incinerator. How so hard would
2: that committed. be, going to your house and tr- digging your family out, if you survived? It's like, everyone that survived pretty much had to do this.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a, what we were talking about, when Beaker mentioned a series on Netflix, we're watching Unsolved Mysteries. We kind of talked about it a little bit. There was a gentleman who talked about his family, and uh, he he went outside and was wandering around looking for his family, found his oldest daughter, kind of an entanglement of bamboo shoots it's like hun- like laying across them hunched over yeah on top of the trees uh found his wife a few miles down the way in mud or something like that and then found his baby uh, buried in mud and in blue and as he told that story he kind of choked up and obviously i choked up <laughs> but i can imagine that's just one person i'm choking up over it i can't imagine how many people had to do that yeah
2: yeah, that's pretty rough. And then yeah, just with all that death happening so quick, there's has to be spirits, and the way they believe there too. Like, if you don't give them the proper burial, they're gonna be wandering spirits. Yes, they're gonna be
0: lost. And, and they confused. couldn't in the
2: end. Yeah, like man, they couldn't do anything because they cremate.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. It's not customary to bury there. It's it's customary to cremate, and said so they weren't able to do that. And when they finally did, it was just. Uh, it would, I can imagine it would, how sombering it would be just to watch just like casket after casket being
2: That's what they in. said, yeah. It was just one after another for...
0: That was that, that Reverend Monk on the show that mm-hmm. he was just, it was hard to see. And I think his first experience, the first bodies he saw were uh, two teenage girls, I believe.
2: Yeah, right? two fifth grade girls. Two
0: fifth grade girls, yeah. yeah, just being willed in to go into the crematory. And it was just, I mean, there was just so many, like it just one after the other. Kind of like the... Uh, the death shoots at Waverly. That's why they put them in. It's just because mm-hmm. there's so many people dying, um, and they had to be ushered out of the hospital. So, I mean, there's there's this huge tragedy, a lot of death. So it was what about a month after people started experiencing things?
2: Yeah, soon after. Uh, I think a few months.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the first experiences that they talked about was. Uh, I guess this happened to several people. Several people had reported this where people would show up at their house, uh, knock on the door, and they would just be soaked, drenched, and they'd be asking for just like a dry pair of clothes. Um, apparently this happened quite a bit, especially like even in the, like the summertime where it hadn't even been raining or anything. People like wearing their regular clothes. Oh, yeah, and
2: we didn't mention this part, too. When this, right after this happened, right after the flood happened, it was snowing. Oh, bad. yeah, it was snowing. So right after they just got hit with this, just nonstop snow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mother so, yeah. Nature just said, screw you guys.
2: Yeah, for for, for a little bit, you guys are getting <laughs> dumped on with
1: everything. Yeah, land, water, and snow.
2: It's everything. So... um what are some of the other... So one one guy was looking for his mom, and she oh, was right. at a, a rest home. And I don't... I, it was hard to tell from the story if he mentioned, like, th- did he go there right after it had happened to see I, if she was okay? I think okay? it
0: was uh, just before it had happened. Just before?
2: I believe. Yeah, so he goes there to the rest home to find her, and they were went to go check to see if they could see her or where there she was. And then he sees a woman standing by the window who... He can see from the back, he's like, oh, that's my mom right here. Yeah, she's
0: wearing her clothes and Wearing everything.
2: her clothes and everything. And sees that she's okay and was happy that she's okay. Goes to take a picture of her so he can send it to his family that, hey, look, mom's okay. Um, takes a picture, then looks at her, and all of a sudden, completely different face. Not his mom anymore. And then come to find out just had happened. The van that she was in got swept away by the tsunami.
0: Right as he was taking the picture. Yep. Um, some other stuff. Uh, oh, I'm trying well, the one—a significant one for me was a
1: lady. I don't know. I can't remember if she declared herself as a medium or not. But she did
0: say that she grew up being able to see spirits. Yeah, she it. was like. She I said thought, she had talked to spirits when she was younger. And yeah, like,
1: she thought. I thought everybody saw these dead spirits <laughs> when growing up. I I didn't know I was the only one.
0: Do you remember how she described? Yeah, I was spirits? about to ask that to you. No. Okay, so she said. So, when we talked to Brandy, um, she sees spirits as, as they are or were when they died. So, she just, their, their auras, their energy is not as bright as like a living person's energy. Um, she said that these people looked kind of transparent to her. Oh. Like, that's how she knew that they were spirits, is because yes, they, they, they looked right. almost see through to her. I remember now. Um, so she she was driving along. Yeah. And
1: so she was she was driving down the road, and then she said a few guys stood out in front of her car and stopped her, and they were just completely lost. And but she knew they were they were dead. She knew. just the way that they looked. Yeah, just the way they looked. And they were, they were talking to her, and like they were saying they were scared, and they were trying to find their way back home, and if, they, if she could help them. And she finally had to say, "I'm sorry, guys, but." you're dead you're you're gone you're died in the tsunami basically and um you know just seeing their faces she said shout to them that their city doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah and you know that's got to be heartbreaking to break the news to them you know that's how she felt she felt heartbroken to have to break she's the one had to break the news to them that they were no longer living and and you know i'm thinking i'm thinking of her like that's gotta be hard right to break that type of news to them like hey you are no longer here you have to move on and these guys are probably still like i don't know where to go i don't know where my family is and they're just kind of like wandering spirits And I, i i feel terrible for also for these these gentlemen these spirits and it's funny how these guys these spirits are found each other i think that's kind of interesting i think it's also interesting how do they you know how they try to stop other vehicles why her? Right. Or, yeah. Or do, do they try to stop every vehicle? She just happened to be the one that stopped because she can see them. That's or exactly what did, I pictured. Or did they recognize that she is someone that could see them, and that's why they said, "Oh wait, this car, this driver, she can see us." And then they went out to try to stop, stop her. Well, I don't know. You know, they obviously didn't know they were dead, so I don't know.
2: My thought is that they were just kind of wandering on the road and kind of trying to stop every car. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad that these guys have found each other,
1: because now they're not alone out there. But it's still very sad that they still probably still feel very alone and probably miss their family. But they don't know what they don't know what to do. That's pretty sad. Well, there was
0: also the the gentleman at the very beginning of the episode, before they started going into the tsunami stuff. There was the guy that talked about how someone showed up at his door. And he's like, "Well, who are you?" And the guy's like, "I." He's like. I don't think he said his name, but he told him that he was at the bottom of the ocean, and then oh, yeah. he looked. He looked at the. This is the Reverend, the the monk, um, and the guy asked the monk. He's like, "Am I dead?" And he's like, um, "Unfortunately, yes, you are. You there was an earthquake, and you were taken by the tsunami."
2: And what, did he say this was the first time anything like this has ever happened to him? I think so. Yeah. So he said he wasn't said prepared he had, for anything that was about to happen to him. Yeah.
0: And then it just got crazier for him. Yeah. Like, well, We'll get to that story. I think we'll save that one for last. Okay. Because um, they did, so we will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was ever there was people that reported like a, a woman wearing a red dress just standing in the middle of nowhere, like where the city used to be. Um, there was also
2: oh the little kid, the one with the uh, the mom who was very depressed. She her her three year old son. Yes. He had got swept away. Um, I think was he cuz he wasn't with the family when this happened so it doesn't sound understand. like they didn't really get into yeah, detail, get
0: detail what but it
2: sounded there. like he their 3-year-old wasn't with any of the family members so it sounded like uh, you know the mom was going through a really rough times so she was going through depression uh, panic attacks you know just in a bad headspace and constantly they had she had an, an older daughter that she kept telling things to about like you know uh, I'm gonna be so much happier or when I'm dead, or what? what?
0: She says something like, uh, "You'll be sad when I'm gone, but I'll be happy because I'm in heaven."
2: Yeah, things like that, just, just messed up stuff like that.
0: Like it, it, she basically alluded to the fact that she was going to commit suicide. Yeah, pretty but much think,
2: kept saying these hints that. I know, think
0: the night that her event happened was the night that she had actually planned on killing herself. That's yeah. what what it kind of made it seem like in the show, but the, while they were eating dinner she said to her deceased son because she
2: well they had the toys that stayed yeah his toys were still there and right before they were about to eat she called she turned towards the toys and called him over to eat and next thing you know one of the toys activates and it's not a type of toy that just you move it and it goes off or you know it's it's not something that would go off on its own
0: Yeah, it's not like lighter motion centered it right. has a button you have to
2: push you have to activate it by <clears throat> manually pushing something and that's the only way to get it to go and there was nothing around it to activate it so as soon as she calls him over that activates and she feels more of a peace of mind that, she, that he's still there with her and it kind of turns her around out of that depressed uh, panicked state that she was in and she started feeling better after that. Knowing that he was still there and watching over her made her feel a lot better. I can see that. That's nice. So I, I don't know how many times did she did it keep interacting with her throughout?
0: That just made it sound like it happened the one time, but I don't know.
2: Yeah. they Didn't get into much details about it, but it is very interesting that how that, that happened. Yeah,
0: that did turn her perspective on life around, and she started being more positive.
2: Yeah, it started going back to her old self again.
0: Uh, there's stories of, like, an old lady that would go visit her friends for, like, tea time. And when she left, the, the seats, the cushions would be uh, soaked in salt water. Oh. Hmm. Um, there was also... There was a...
2: spirit um, spirit's just soaking up water and just leaving stuff everywhere? Jeez. Mm-hmm.
0: There was a, a student at uh, one of the universities there that was doing a thesis. They're... they're professor told him to come up with like an original thing to talk about and she had decided to talk about the spirits of of the tsunami the reporting and stuff like that and so what she did is she reached out to a hundred different cab drivers and seven actually talked to her about their experiences so there's a lot of experiences with uh, different cab drivers um, picking up people like the one was the first one that they talked about was there was a, a driver picked up a 20 year old man This was several months later, so this was in about August. And from what they said in Japan in August, it's pretty warm outside. And this gentleman was wearing kind of a thicker, heavier coat. And I think he was a little bit wet, and the guy was kind of like confused because it hadn't been raining or anything. But the guy gets in the car and asks him to take them to this like plateau town. And he's like, all right, starts the, the fair. And. as he's driving, he gets kind of this uneasy feeling that something just wasn't right about his passenger. He gets to the destination, turns around to ask for the fare, and the guy is nowhere to be found. There were several other cab drivers that had similar stories. Uh, people getting into their cars like soaking wet, even though it hadn't been raining or anything. They turn around to ask like where they want to go, and there's there's nobody there. Um, the The sociologist professor. These are the stories that he believes in the most. He doesn't really believe in spirits and stuff like that. But he was talking about he believes these. And the reason for that being there was actual, like, physical evidence of these things happening. There was the cab drivers, you know, obviously when they start the fare, it logs the trip. And the drivers are saying there's no passengers, And because the fare, the meter was running, these drivers end up having to pay the fare out of their own pocket. Um, One of the drivers just say, like... You know, these spirits are just looking for their, their home and they're trying to find a place to be. And, you know, as long as they're out there wanting to get in his cab, he's going to take them if he can. Um, <laughs> oh. there, was, there was another cab driver that said a lady got in his car and asked her to take him to her city or her little town that she lived in. And he's like, I can't take you there. That doesn't exist anymore. It was destroyed. And I guess the lady just looked at him and goes, am I dead then? And then I guess she just disappeared after that. That's crazy. That's, that's interesting.
1: How um, th- it's a weird analogy, but you think about like the cartoons when when Wiley Coyote runs off the cliff, doesn't realize he's hanging off the cliff until he looks down. And he's like oh, then he falls down, right? It's almost like that type of analogy where they don't really realize they're dead until someone actually tells them, "Oh, you're dead," and they don't seem to argue about it. They're just like, "Oh, I thought so." I thought <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost like I kind of had a feeling. And thanks for breaking the news. A <laughs>
2: little um, sad.
0: A little yeah. sad. There's just all these lost wandering spirits. That's how the Japanese look at them. Mm-hmm. Just, they're just trying to find home. And a lot of people are they're trying to help them the best they can. Um, there was an incident with the Oka Okawa Elementary School. Did you hear about this one?
1: No. No.
0: So, there were 75 students who died at the school during the tsunami. Uh, 74 were from the the elementary there. So, they, um, did
2: they not evacuate then? They probably thought they were high enough up. Oh, I see. Because if most tsunamis are like 20, 40 feet, okay, the elevation, they're probably at like 80 feet elevation. They're like, oh, no, we're good. We're way up. And then here comes a 130-foot wave. So. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Um, so, this became kind of like a spot where kids would be kids and they dared each other to go to the school and search for the spirits of the deceased kids. Um, it ended up leading to, there was a mother of one of the students actually went and consulted a psychic about her, her kid. Uh, they went to the school together and, uh, after the mother had tied decorations into the surrounding bamboo trees, the psychic told her that the deceased children were delighted with the decorations. Um, she, but he also described horrifying scenes of the veneer between life and death, describing that they were there was dead uh, crawling around on the ground near the school. Some of them were stuck in the water, covered in mud, and swallowing the dirty water in terrible suffering. And some of them were trapped and trying to get out, according to the mother. Huh. Um, but a different medium said uh, th- that the mother told well he. The different medium told the mother a different story, basically. So she got two different stories from two different mediums. The second one said, uh, you might think that the kids want their parents to find them, that they're so desperate to go back home, but they are already home. They are already in a very good place, and the more you bury yourselves in the search, the more desperate you will become. Hmm. So basically, one psychic is like, you know, the kids are happy that you put these decorations up, but there's a lot of pain and suffering going on, people stuck in the mud, and then another psychic is like, "No, they're all fine. Stop looking into it." And I, I kind of agree with that. Like, you get so grief stricken that you start in the worst. You yeah. You stop. You stop living your life while you're searching for your loved ones. Yeah. And it, it's going to take you down a hole that you might not be able to come out of. Like the lady with the, the, the toy. Mm-hmm. Like she was on the the brink of suicide, and luckily her son was able to. Reach her through the toy and, or a spirit was able to reach her through the toy and, and keep her yeah, alive. Yeah, I just
2: kind of hope that it is her son.
0: Um, there was another story. There's actually a, a couple possession stories that we have. Do you remember? There was one gentleman. Do you know that story? Mm-mm. Um, I, I guess he was just there visiting. I can't, I got so many websites. Um, he was there visiting like the area where the tsunami happened. And he came home, let's see, so he came back, um, so one day he drove to the beach to survey the devastation and was shocked by what he saw. And then he went back home. Uh, When he came back that evening, he sat down for dinner with his family, had his tea, had a can of beer, and then he began rolling around on the ground outside making animal noises, uh, running around into the field behind his house, rolling in the mud, um, all of his wife and mother just kind of watched in horror. Like they didn't know what the hell's going on. Poison in that beer. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I guess he woke up the next morning and, uh, um, and he was. Didn't know anything about it. He didn't know that this had happened. Hmm. Um, he continued doing this for like three days and he would talk in this strange, guttural way uh, with a threatening voice and talking about the dead. Uh, His family were kind of beside themselves, and they eventually persuaded him to go to a priest who recited the Buddhist sutras and drove out the spirits, and he felt a lot better after that. Good for him.
1: Yeah, it could be also a little
2: manic episode. It could be.
0: So a lot of these stories... um, And not necessarily that
2: it has anything to do with a tsunami spirit either.
0: No. No. But it just they just kind of tied it together because because it happened in Japan. Well, no, because go. he went to where the tsunami <laughs> I'm just kidding. occurred. Um, the guy lived in Japan. He just went and visited the area, and they also in the in the Netflix series they talk about this lady named Amy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who was apparently being possessed, and this is where the the monk. This is the one thing that he was definitely not prepared for. Because he's seen, like, I guess he had seen forms of possession before, but nothing like this. Um, one day, his wife came home with this lady, and they were, like, trying to force her to come in the house. She was acting all weird. Um, he said he's actually done several sessions with this lady, and sometimes they start at, like, 7 in the night and go till about 2 or 3 in the morning. Jeez. And the first one they were talking about... Um, there was a little girl and then there was a guy, apparently, in possessing this this woman. And the girl, I guess, was trying to get away and the guy was like holding her foot and not letting her get away, if I remember correctly. And I know at one point, um, like the guy was yelling about everyone being dead and everyone else should be dead too. That might have been a different possession, I don't remember. But they were able to like kind of clear her of those spirits. To me, it just seems like more channeling than uh, full-on possession. but they did one of the stories they did talk about was the brother and sister. Do you remember that one? No. So she said she actually saw this very vividly. Um, she was able to she kind of relived this situation. There was a brother and sister that were holding hands, and they were running from the, the wave, the water. And they were running as fast as they could. And it got to the point where like the sister could no longer feel her brother's hand in hers and looked and saw that he had been swept away with the tsunami. And apparently that little girl was in this woman, this yeah. Amy and Okay, I do remember they that. were they were trying to talk to her and they kinda of looked up at the, the priest and like, Who are you? And he's like, Oh, I'm Reverend so and so, this place and The person's like, why am I here? Why am I talking to you? And then I know, I guess his wife stepped in. Or the the girl started like kind of screaming, like, I want my mom. I want my mommy. And she felt like super sad that she had let her brother down. That she had let go of his hand. And so I I just mixed two stories. The who are you and that was the other story. Um, So, yeah, this little girl was just like worried that her mom was going to be mad at her for not taking care of her brother and so the the reverend's wife stepped in and acted as the mother and she said you know mommy's here everything's all fine um, you need to go to the light come with me to the light hmm. and she said she walked her to the light and was able to help that spirit cross over and then the last one was the uh, the guy that was like angry not knowing why he was there I don't remember the end of that one so, do think of that story? Do you think the kid, the kids, have the ability to channel or possess someone? I think any spirit can channel through somebody if if the person is um, a vessel. Or- a vessel. If, if some, some like Caden or Brandy, someone that is more on the sensitive side. So they did. The Reverend did tell this lady, like when she was kind of asking, "Do I have a mental illness?" Is this mm-hmm. why this is going on? He's like, no, I don't believe you have a mental illness. He's like, I think you were just more sensitive than most people. Okay. So it's possible that she's gifted and spirits are attracted to her in that way. Like we've talked about on other episodes where spirits can kind of tell the people that are they're gifted. Yeah. People that can see them or hear them or... And, and we'll be able to communicate with them easily than most people, right? So it's possible that she was somewhat gifted, um and they 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 knew this so they kept going to her seeking that help that they wanted okay i think he said he's helped her many times and he's told her like anytime you need help come back
1: it's interesting you know there's so many deaths all at once i mean it just makes sense especially the ones where where people are just in the middle of the street whether trying to catch rides with a taxi or or wave somebody down to to help them, or ask for directions or guidance of some sort. I mean, it just it just makes sense to me, because they were probably in the street or in a building nearby, and <clears throat> last thing they know, they were on their way to work or on their way to school or just walk going for a walk, going to a destination. That's the last thing they may remember. Then they they were probably thinking <clears throat> they were safe and high ground. Yeah, and then then they kind of like are waking up again. Like, what am I? What am I doing here? How do, I, how do I get here? Where? Where's everybody at? Why can't I not do things? Maybe, well, why can't I walk a certain distance? Why can't I open a door? Why can't I do
2: certain things like I used to do? Have you ever thought so about being in that position? Like, yes, just dying abruptly and being a spirit going, shit, I got so many things I had to do. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they
1: are, maybe they feel different, they feel weird than someone's when they ask like am i dead or hey you're dead they're just like yeah i kind of had a feeling (laughs) i kind of was assuming such and i kind of think they feel that way and it's just it's it's weird i also think about the movie sixth sense with bruce willis right yes and he's doing the whole the whole there he's like a therapist is that what he's supposed to be doing with the little boy and then who who sees spirits and then he realizes wait oh i am a spirit (laughs) Spoiler alert, Spoiler. sorry. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> You haven't seen *The Sixth Sense yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always thought
2: about in that case, like being a spirit like that and not realizing you're dead, are, are you just kind of like in and out of a, a type of a consciousness, like not knowing what's going on, you're kind of just seeing things in, in an area of wondering what's happening, and then a little bit of time goes by, boom, you're somewhere else wondering why am I here, what's happening here, and... I don't know. It just trips me out, the whole thought of it.
1: I'm, I'm on the road a lot, and I ride motorcycles, and I'm always worried if something ever happened to me, and it would be instantaneous. And, and I, I think about that, like, how would I get back to my family? I would need, ba- need to get back to my house somehow. I, th- I, I think about it. Because let them still- know that you're still watching them. <laughs> and I would. I would watch them. I don't know if I'd let them know, but I, I, I'd want I would. to watch over them. I, w- I would like you to visit me. Tell me what's going on. I would. I would too. I'd write things on the
2: mirror. <laughs> I won't. I don't know
1: about that. Come in my dreams or something like that. <laughs> tell-, tell me stories in my dreams. That- hey, hey brother, let me tell you some ghost me, shit. Let me, yeah, let me flip and light switches Wait, on man. Let me tell you some
2: ghost stories. Big <laughs> hey, brother,
1: stop. Ghosty, I know that you. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Flipping off the lights. <laughs> How about you, Baker? Do you think so, about that stuff? No. Like, what do you think about?
0: Oh, chocolate cake. That's On cake. a regular basis? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? I think about beignets. Beignets. We just have beignets. So it was a guy that was rolling around in the mud that was like telling everybody to die and drop dead because everybody else was dead, so they needed to die too. Um, no, um, I wasn't listening. What, did you, what was the question? Do you think
1: about that? Like, if you were to die abruptly, instantly, do you, do you
2: today alive, think <laughs> about that? Like how your, like what your spirit would be going through, if
0: no, I've actually never thought of that.
2: You're going to tonight. Yeah, I'm drive home <laughs> in the no, dark. Probably not. Yeah, you're thinking about oh, somebody just t boned me and I died right now. You know
0: what my greatest fear used to be though, it was like going choking and on getting them.
2: fast food right and choking on it, and then it.
0: getting in a car accident and dying before I get a chance to eat it.
1: Oh, I'm more worried of like there's gonna be all this fast food mess all over my car. It's like and I didn't get, get a, I didn't
0: get to eat this delicious food I just got. No,
1: I'm more worried. Like, so he died. He he must have just went to a restaurant because there was like milkshake all over the place. <laughs> there was there's Coke the everywhere. <laughs> French fries all over the place. Like, oh, that's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I've never I've never put any thought into uh, like what would happen if I just suddenly wasn't here anymore. How do you not think of that?
2: Yeah, all the things that you haven't finished yet.
0: Oh, I'm good.
2: I want to live forever. I do too. I want to oh, see. I, I want to see.
1: Flying spaceships like in Jetsons, like that's our <clears throat> main mode of transportation.
2: I want to see what kind of cool tablets or inventions I, I can well, play imagine, with. Well, imagine imagine being an adult for the last just one hundred years. So much has happened, technology wise. That I, I don't want. I want to see. Imagine being an yeah, adult
0: now in the last ten years. No, I'm so. just saying. So imagine in the, the last next ten years.
2: Imagine the next hundred years. I know. So being alive as an adult for the next. 100 years, there'd be a lot of cool shit happening. So much cool stuff. I, I want to see it all.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, you probably could. Just I want to experience a, it all. You probably could, just in a different life, in a different way. Maybe.
2: Yeah, but I want to stay an adult forever. Yes. I don't want to go through this whole childhood bullshit, <laughs> not knowing shit, and then having to relearn
0: everything. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the way it works.
2: Oh, this is stupid. i <laughs> will be a vampire.
1: Okay. <laughs> if that was an option. If that's on the table, I'm taking it. Yeah,
2: Live Forever Vampire. Unless somebody comes In fact, if any of our listeners or viewers
1: know of any vampires that can make me live forever, please send them my way. <laughs> <A> <laughs> tell them to movie. subscribe.
0: Have you ever seen Highlander? Highlander? I, yeah, oh, I, I think it's it boring. Just living... Well, you, I mean, they're
2: living for thousands of years. I'm just talking about...
0: <laughs> I just want 100 years, and then I'm good.
2: Well, until I'm ready, good and ready. I'm like, oh, go ahead and stake me through the heart now. <laughs>
1: Let me do it on my terms
2: Yeah, when I'm bored. Self-assisting.
1: <laughs> I self- I just
0: can't, you can't get close to anybody because you know they're going to end up passing away and you're still just going to be living like Edward Cullen. I think I could
2: do that. Going <laughs> high school to high school. How <laughs> creepy is that, right? He's hundreds years old and he's going to high school. Picking
0: schools. up a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah.
2: What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> oh, I can't toes. believe I just made that reference <laughs> Is that... Uh, It's a Twilight. Twilight. Edward Cullen, Robert Pattinson's character.
1: That went over my head. I'm so
0: sad that I know this. Me too. You know whose fault (laughs) it is? But you're talking about... Brandy made me watch him. You're talking about the book, right? You're talking about the book. Well, Robert Pattinson was the actor that played him in the Twilight. You're talking about the book, right? Sure. I've never read the book. What are you talking about? I don't read. You've seen how well I read on the show. You've heard Fourth I can't even level. read you I medium star. I couldn't read <laughs> I couldn't read Street Glide.
2: <laughs>
0: Unlike other podcasts, we save the pointless banter for the end of the show.
2: That's right.
0: Instead of twenty minutes into the show before they talk about well, it. Well we that. kinda did
2: that too. Well, yeah, a little bit. No, but we read <laughs>
0: we read listener submitted stories. Yeah. That's relevant.
2: It is. It yeah, is. It, it very well. Should we call that an episode, guys? Like and subscribe.
0: Follow us on Facebook. We need the yacht uh, Instagram. We have TikTok. <laughs> I don't do much with it.
2: EVP.pod.
0: We thought about it. We <laughs> might do something with it. We'll dance. We'll dance for we'll you dance. <laughs> if we want to. No, no, we don't. Don't you don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Surf's up. This is the EVP Podcast.